That's right, you geeks. Welcome into the Echo Screen, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. For the past eight minutes, <laughs> we have been playing the Echo Screen live as a single player experience, which means not as uh, we did not open it up to the World Wide Web. And all of you had no idea. We were actually talking into the, into the great big ether and had no idea. But anyway, um, that's what we call a segue into the topic du jour. Wait, that's a different story. Before but, you even go on, I see Nightshade commenting on Xenoblade Chronicles. See what I got from the eBay. I haven't even opened, opened it yet. I'm guessing here. It better be good. It's better be it's really not good. a dirty DVD. Nope. It better be really good. Xenoblade Chronicles. Nice. Look at you. It, Look at you. It's going up in price. So I didn't know that there was a sticker on it. That sucks. Oh, well. I'll deal with suck. it. Yeah, you'll figure that out. Okay, now you can get to the topic at hand. There are chemicals that you can figure. Anyway, as always, thank you so much for watching the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. I am your host, the Commodore. Ding, ding. That was much better than last time. You, did, you did it much better that time. That was good. Yes. And with me always is the Wii U-tastic. Rue, how are you doing, Rue? I'm doing good now that we're talking to people. Yeah, I was about to say, how, how are you doing now that we're actually live and people are actually watching us? Better? A little bit, a little bit. Okay, that's good. Um, good, yeah, so this is why it's important we have a chat room, folks, because we would have talked for a solid hour <laughs> not having any idea <laughs> to know that we weren't live, except for the fact that you all were talking as if we weren't live, and we said, well, maybe we're not live, and that's the problem, and then I forgot to update the topic and well anyway it was a, it was a comic of errors a comic a comic of errors that, was, that so phrase just, was a comic of a errors comedy of errors <clears throat> i am not a comic of error actually i am a kind of a comic of errors you're yes in any case we are here to talk about stuff well, that's interesting fun and, yeah there you go whoa what happened that was a comic my, of errors. my brain has been wiped circa like the mib um <laughs> men in black for those of you that don't go to the movies all anyway, so um, this. Sorry, <laughs> this is devolving really quickly. We are going to talk about, for any of you that haven't watched the show before, we do the show in three sections. The first section has part, to do part the first with T and B. Mm -hmm. Tids and bits, that is, which yeah. means that we actually do a little news and notes, uh, little, little fun facts for those of you out there, things that we think you should know about. We talk about them. The news of the day. As it were, the news, the news of the day, as it were, and then we get into the topic du jour. Rue, can you talk about what that is? Yes, the death of the first player or one. Play I keep wanting to say first person game because that's the phrase people more often use. But the death of one player gaming. That is incorrect. the The, the topic du jour is the topic of the day. Oh. But the topic of the day, you are oh. correct, is the death of the single player experience, which we're going to talk about in a little while. We're going to spend a, we're quite a little bit of time talking about that. Then we're getting into the third section, which is most people's favorite section, I hear. That's, that's what we hear around this, these parts, which is the Q&A, for those of you, the uninitiated. That is the question and answer portion of the show, where you guys get to ask us questions. Maybe it's about the topic du jour, which is Rue. What? Q Q the soup of the day. Right. It's the soup of the day. You get to ask us questions about the soup of the day. Or you can ask us questions about anything you could possibly imagine, including life. Liberty and the Liberty. pursuit of happiness. <laughs> And the pursuit of happiness. Or if you've seen the movie Lincoln yet, you can even ask us about that. I've seen it. Have you seen it, Rue? Okay, you haven't seen it. But if you're going to ask questions, you don't have to wait for the question and answer session of the show. You can actually send us questions anytime. And here's how you do that. You just click on my name, 
which you can see there, Commodore 128. Just there click is. on my name in the upper right-hand corner, right-click that is, and you can actually see a PM where you can private message me. When you do that, you will, see, you will actually send questions to me, and I will be accumulating them over the course of the podcast and then I will actually see some of you are already sending me messages now it's a wonderful thing beautiful send me a question let me know what's on your mind and maybe we'll get to them at the end of the show does that sound like a deal sounds good to me all right cool well with that being said by the way I'm going to tweet here again just so people know that's me one Commodore 128 um we're going to move on to the news and notes so what do we got for the people today for the T and B the first T I got for your B is some talk of uh, the mini we. Ha 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 ha. You like how that went? I see what you did there. Yes. So the Wii U just launched, and we talked about that during the last TNB. Wow, that's interesting. Um, but one thing that we th- that has come out since then is the apparent launch of a new Wii skew, if you will, the mini Wii, uh, which will be released only in Canada, coming up very soon. And it'll be retailing for $99, and it's missing a whole bunch of features. Um, like an SD card reader. Or, or Wi-Fi, or, or an internet or connection in it at all. Wi-Fi takes up a ton of real estate, right? I mean, you know that, right? I mean, it has Because if... I wish I had my phone in front of me, which is literally half the thickness of this flip cam. And yet, it has a, a stronger Wi-Fi capability and a $99 Wii. The things they cut out is are, are interesting. Um, because, interesting or ridiculous. Well. Because I, I tend toward ridiculous. Well, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I mean, make it, make it $99. Okay, I get that. $99. Bucks. Uh, yes. And, and, well, I mean, if you look at it, it's pretty sexy. It's got the black and the red, you know, uh, and all that good stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, the real question is, why Canada? I mean, you know, Canada's fine. I like I like yeah. you all right Canada but uh I do too. That that seems a, a strange kind of um test market so to speak. Uh and I don't know exactly it hasn't really been said why they're going there but it has been revealed that it's from a pretty high source or pretty high um high up in the company that they decided to use Canada as their test market. Okay, so Canada is just a test market. Well, the they haven't officially said that. Okay, you're you're supposed. I'm inferring, and I'm not the only one that's inferring that. It's right. A, it's a stripped down Wii for ninety nine dollars, only in Canada. Come on, why would they a, do that? Right. It's a it's, it's a it's a, a probably true theory mm-hmm. that they're using Canada as a test ground for the ninety nine dollar Wii. Right. Without Wi Fi. Yes. Uh, or GameCube playback or anything like that. Okay. Yep. And so how do they think then that, that that's going to be responded to? Do you, th- do you think they think Canada's just going to buy up all these damn things and that'll be that? Uh, well, I guess if it sells good enough, they're going to release it elsewhere. You think so? I mean, you think there'll that, be a $99 point? Wii in, yes. in America yes. within the next six months? Um, within the next year, I would say by next Christmas for sure. So. Mm. Yes. Interesting thought. I, I, I wonder to what extent they're cannibalizing their own market with it. And that, I think that's, well, that's why I'm not re- releasing it everywhere else. I want to see how it does versus the Wii U in Canada. I gotcha. 
So it's more of a I question, less maybe a question of the popularity of the Wii, but more will it eat into the Wii U? Right. I got gotcha. you. Okay. That, see, that makes sense to me. Uh, did you have any other notes? You know, so the, here's one I've got. Mm-hmm. And this is interesting. So I got, a, I got a chance to use a Microsoft Surface RT. All right? Oh, here we go with the Surface again. Well, wait a minute. So I, I want to treat this fairly because it, it's a, it's a, it's a tough thing to decipher, right? This is a very, this is a market where a lot of people have spent a lot of money recently, right? So it's important. So, so again, for the people who don't know who what the Surface RT is, the you know, people who it don't is the, frequent our, our our live streams, it is the Windows 8 deployment that is not x86 based. It is in fact on a on an ARM based tablet, similar to your to your phone, right? So basically. I got to use this thing. It has Office on it. It has, it has you know, some basic functionality. It has, you know, it, it does kind of what you would expect um, a basic tablet to do, right? Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, it was not, it was not all that flashy. It wasn't all that kind of, you know, smooth, sexy, if you will. The keyboard, which was actually a very big selling point for Windows because it feels cool. Like when you flip out the – you can put the Surface. You can actually like snap a little thing out of the back, which they have in the commercial. I'm sure you've seen it. Well, right? that's all the commercial really shows is, oh, right. snapping. You snap on a keyboard. You snap this thing out. And then all of a sudden you got yourself a kind of little portable laptop, right? Super so you sit there. Point. The keyboard feels very good. It feels great in your hand. You put your hands on it. You go, man, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Then you start typing on it. Not so much. Well, because you're it's typing. Not, really? The, the, so yeah. The, the, the big selling point of the keyboard isn't that great. No, it's not. It's not that great. And so I, I was actually underwhelmed by the, by the Surface. And the real reason that that's news is because the Surface for its first Black Friday, let's just say, was a little underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Windows. Did really well, or did yeah. really poorly, I should say. And, and, you know, Microsoft is definitely touting expected sales figures which by by all indications are probably at least if not in line slightly below in line to where they expected it mm-hmm. so take that as you will folks maybe so, that means they did tremendously maybe that means they did terribly whatever that means so cherub down wants to make sure you're talking about the the keyboard you used was the actual like the surface keyboard the, the, the like the big selling point for the whole thing the yes, thing that brings the, it from a tablet into that, a into a yeah it's it's the one device. that's kind of a case that then you flip it open and it's actually a keyboard. That's not just a case. Right. It's not like an actual peripheral. Um, and I just, I have to tell you, it just wasn't, it was underwhelming. So I think the Surface is out there. It's probably not as, as flashy as people thought it was going to be. But the other piece of news is that the Surface Pro's pricing has debuted and it's as expected. Thousand bucks really friggin' expensive that's that's exactly what i expected actually was a thousand bucks right and and you clearly are uh, a better prognosticator of the microsoft brand um than i am because i clearly thought that they would be they would have the pro more in line with the pricing of the rt and the rt more in line with the pricing of the say nexus 7 but clearly microsoft feels like they have a very different place in the marketplace than they actually do We'll see what happens, but I'm not expecting big waves. 
I'm really not either, and I don't know why. Why? I mean, they spent they spent nearly two billion dollars just on advertising. Mm-hmm. Two How? billion. Have you watched TV or seen a movie recently? I know that they have advertisements everywhere. Gosh. Everywhere there is money being poured into the Surface launch and the Windows 8 launch. Well, unrelated. <laughs> Not completely related, I should say, but Apple hasn't been doing all that great lately either in the eyes of many. Yeah, but true. That's a different good, topic. Good point. And and just because I have to say this because I am a little bit of a fanboy. little. Android did carry 75% of all phone activations in Q3. Just throwing it out there. Uh, the last bit of news I want to talk about is a little yep. bit more information on Dragon Quest Ten. Okay. I'm sure you're excited for. I couldn't couldn't care any less. But for, go ahead for the the Wii U, and yep. uh, basically it's uh, only confirmed for Japan right now, unfortunately. Yep. But um, hey, it looks so. This is the um, MMORPG, or at least the you know, online RPG, uh, and it's actually been out for the Wii quite a while in mm-hmm. um, Japan. Selling not as good as normal Dragon Quest games, but uh, mm-hmm. still really well. Um, Define really well. I can't. I don't have help, the numbers. Help me. Help me f- I don't okay. have the numbers at the t- like the tip of my tongue, but like hundreds of thousands of units. Normally, yep. a Dragon Quest game in Japan will sell millions easily. But you know, obviously, this is a little bit different. You know, this is more of a subscription type model to get people to play and pay for a while. Right. Interesting at a time when a lot of MMORPGs are going, uh, you know, not pay subscription based. Interesting uh, is all I got to yep. say. Um, if it comes to America, I'd like to play it. It's a real question on if they're going to bring it to North America, though. Yeah, which is yeah. sad. But um, well, you know, it, it it's in line with recent releases of the kind of high art form of JRPGs, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, Can't have a ton of expectation there. Hey, but good news is that uh, they and some more T and B is that they're releasing. Or redoing, I should say, re, um, not porting, but they're remaking uh, Dragon Quest Seven for mm-hmm. the 3DS, which I'm mm-hmm. excited for. Uh, that's that's one that I own but have not yet played. Um, yep. it, it's supposed to be like a hundred hour game. It's just a ridiculously wow. long game. I mean, it's supposed to is be. That, is that a is that a selling point or is that a detraction? Well, it came out. Okay, it came out for the PS1 like 2001 or something like that. So it was yeah. at a time when like these long, expansive JRPGs right. were the thing. So right. at the time, like, because I remember when Parasite Eve came out and that only clocks in at, oh, 10 ish hours, give or take. Right. And at but the Parasite time, Eve is a classic. Yeah. And a lot of people at the time were like, oh, man, only 10 ish hours. That's, that's terrible. And nowadays it's like, oh, 10 ish hours. That's, that's pretty cool because it doesn't waste your freaking time. So that's nice. My good friend, Mr. K, wanted, wanted, and I, I got to give him a shout out here because he asked me to include that as the first game that would ever, as I recall, the first game that should ever go into the National Video Game Registry. And he was pissed when I didn't mention it on the next Weekly Ringer. So Dragon Quest Seven? No, no, no. Parasite Eve. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Parasite Eve. And so, you know, Parasite Eve, we've got to we've got to mention how awesome it really is. Just oh, so yeah. you know, I we we do love Parasite Eve. It's just not what I thought probably should be the first game admitted to the National Video Game Registry. Well, probably not the first. If you're if you haven't heard of Parasite Eve, haven't played it, you should check out uh, the Happy Video Game Nerds review at RetroWareTV.com. 
Definitely. There you go. All right. So the T and B section has gone a little longer than we probably ever have before, but that's okay. We're talking to no one for five minutes. So that's fine. Yeah, we're, we were talking to no one for more than five minutes. It was great. Um, anyway, but we're here now. So and several questions have already come in. Really good questions, folks. Good stuff. Keep them coming. All you got to do, right-click my name over there in the top right corner. You see it there. <laughs> All you have to do is click PM. Send me the questions that you might have about today's topic, life, anything you might be thinking about, um, personal problems. We are not above solving any of the personal problems that are going on as well. Um, we'll do that. Mailbag should keep send those questions. questions to the Commodore. Mail bashing questions, whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, great. So with that, let's move on to the topic du jour. It's the soup of the day. We're going to talk about the death of single player. Why is this? Why is this important, Rue? Why are we asking this question? Well, let's say the perceived de death of single player. And this is this is a, this is we each week we we banter back and forth possible topics and this was this was a topic that you wanted to talk about so i'd like you to lay out <laughs> okay <laughs> so so pass that buck right back to me Wait, oh, oh, hold on very important information coming in first jeremy lynn apparently gave his opponent trouble with two boards and three assists last night lynn yeah. sanity all right now go ahead okay he plays for the houston rockets important by the way Get that. update so He's uh hockey, he plays for the houston rockets yeah hockey Yes, yeah. hockey. Go ahead. Anyway, so um, yeah, so why why would we want to ask this question? I, I think it's a great question. So here, here's here's why. We have seen the propagation of all kinds of games, even casual games, that are that basically have as a requirement a multiplayer, cooperative, friends, social, some kind of aspect, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even simple things, you know. Words with friends, right? You can't play words with friends by yourself. You have to actually have friends to play words with friends, Which, right? That's why I don't play it. Exactly, because you have no friends. My point is, if you had friends, you could play words with friends, but you need friends first. Well, folks, the fact of the matter is that more games are coming out now that require a social aspect, a multiplayer aspect, a friends aspect, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I'm wondering is, are we witnessing the slow and painful death of the single player experience? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm asking today. So what do you think about that? What do you think about the nature of single player and how it's evolved over the years? Go. Um, it's definitely gone a little bit more by the wayside. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting to contrast with the news of the mini Wii. Because a lot of people are looking at this thing that doesn't have any sort of online ability, therefore no right. online co-op or anything like that, and saying like, wow, how can you have a con console that's not connected to the internet? That's Just to be clear, crazy. it doesn't have any kind of RJ45 in the back of it, right? No. It's not like a, it's have a nick or anything. Okay. Just no know, capability. Yeah, as far as I know, no there's no way for it to connect to the internet. Okay. Yep. Continue. Yep. So, yeah. So, uh, it, it's kind of funny that and a lot of people who bought a Wii U, uh, the big complaining point for that, for the launch, was, oh, as soon as you open it out of the box, you got to download like an hour-long update, you know? Yep. That's just the nature of the beast. And the PS3 and the Xbox 360 were very similar in their launching, uh, where yep. as soon as you open it out of the box, you got to download a big update and fix firmware issues, blah, 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 blah. You don't buy a console out of the box anymore and just pop it in and start playing games. Yep. And this is yep. this is the nature of online always online connectivity and 
being able to play games with people online and all this other stuff. Social media is being integrated into everything. Yep. So to say it's dead, I think is going a bit too far. Is it dying? Maybe. Okay. There might be a renaissance in the future. I'm not sure. Uh, or or Facebook's stock, so to speak, might drop even more, and, and, or other social media websites. You know, hey, it's it's trading the highest that it's traded since it, since its opening day right now. So let's 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 be careful here. Wait, what's it at now? I think it got back up to like nineteen bucks almost. It it opened at like thirty six or so. Well, I understand that. So it's it, but baby steps, right? It's, it's not right. it's not they're not hemorrhaging money now. Somewhat. Um, somewhat. Okay, so so cool. And you have stuff like always, and now you have a lot of games that need to be always connected to the internet in order to work, like Diablo Three with that DRM, right? And then SimCity Five, or SimCity, whatever. And that's that's what I'm pointing at, right? So so games like Diablo make us make me think, right? So if 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 there are games like Diablo, which have to be connected to the internet, that seems to me like there's always going to be at least some kind of connection required that's going to have to be there and you're going to have to have connectivity 100% of the time and you know it just seems like games are really going that way even even games that I would think of as normally very much single player based but let's take a step back such as because I, I I think your perspective is good but let's 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 take another step back so when we got into playing games did you did you were you mostly enamored by single player games and why yes cuz i had no friends okay but you're also an only child. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that is true. Well, you have you have you have half siblings. Yes, but you, none of them lived with you growing up. Much older, yes. Uh, right. So I spent a lot of my games as single player games. I mean, that's really right. why I got into RPGs. I think that's that's why Final Fantasy is so great because your only friends in life were Celis and Terra. Yes. Okay. So now that we've now that I've made fun of you, um, the we can move on to another topic. Oh. No, um, I, I, so same way for me. I mean, uh, not not because I was an only child, because I wasn't, but I was more enamored with the single player experience, even though I grew up with two brothers that both loved video games as well. Um, you know, I still liked playing single player. That being said, I think there was a communal element to the single player experience that I liked more than anything else, and we found this too. Even in our, maybe we'll talk a little bit about this during the upcoming charity marathon, Mr. Rue. But um, we, we even used to play uh, Civilization on the <laughs> Super Nintendo, which is normally a single player game. And make it multiplayer. As a multiplayer experience because it was so much more fun, right? Yes. How, we well, kind of weave our own narrative to it. I, I, yeah, I want you to take a little uh, side tour and explain exactly how that worked. Well, wait. I, I think we should. I don't think we should spoil that. I think we should, <laughs> I think we should talk about that during the marathon. Okay. I really do. Okay, you got it. Because gotta... we might have the 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 president pro tem with us. Right. That's true. Potentially Over, during that conversation. The so we need to do that. The, uh, right. My point is, folks. Person. Yes. I've always been. I've always been more of a community kind of guy. I like spending time with friends playing games. I would say almost as much as I love. By the way, the marathon is the. 14th through the 17th, if you call midnight the 17th. But anyway, um, of December. the So coming right up, two nice, weeks away. Nice plug. Set your calendar. Subtle. Um, but, it, you know, I've always found it almost as gratifying, almost as fun as the single player experience itself. And it's always been very attractive to me. I like playing single player games and I like turning single player games into 
You're welcome. Into experiences that are multiplayer, right? I mean, you get what I'm saying? Yes. All right. And I have, I have just data to, to back that there? up for you. Right. Okay, good. Okay. Are you ready for this? Go. Okay. Well, I, I think most people, if they watch TV or anything like that, see commercials, the biggest, the big games of the year yep. are either very heavily multiplayer or they have a large yep. multiplayer element right now. Yep. Didn't necessarily, and it wasn't necessarily that way, say, a decade ago. Like Black Ops? Or more. Yes. Halo 4. So I have some... Borderlands 2. The, the, the best-selling software for this year, January yep. through September, which is the latest ones we have. Okay. For the, for the U.S., here you go. From from number one down. Okay. Madden NFL 13. Which, if you watch the commercials, has Ray Lewis playing that guy from um, the popular stuff. Uh, that guy from the, the 40. The guy uh, from the popular stuff, yes. This is 40. This is 40. That movie, this is 40. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd. Yep. There you go. Uh, very funny. They're very entertaining commercials. Anyway, cool, cool. Continue. Uh, number two is uh, Madden again, but just for a different console. Uh, right. Borderlands 2. Borderlands 2, I, which I, is... I think I've heard one person talk about the Borderlands 2, like, single player. I have, which is which is crazy. Out. Everyone yeah, buys so it for the multiplayer. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, I, I actually... I've heard I've heard one person talk about how, how Borderlands is awesome single player and I should play it. But everybody <laughs> else, exactly right, is talking about multiplayer. Okay. Uh, just or at dance. least co-op. Yeah, but go ahead. Yep. Just Dance yep. 3, which is at least a party type game you know it's a, you don't yep. want to do that by yourself that's just sad no uh mass if, of, yeah, if you if you do just dance three in your living room alone i mean come on mass effect three okay that's more of a single player experience that's a winner yeah uh, call of duty uh nba 2k 12 call of duty mario kart 7 and call of duty by the way is marketed heavily toward the multiplayer now and it's so much as so much so that they actually show celebrities in full combat with everyone else, just to show that everyone plays it. Yeah, exactly. Similar to how Bill Shatner was in the advertisements for World of Warcraft. Priceline Negotiator. Yeah, anyway. the Negotiator. And then, just kayak. How and scary then, is that? Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Number 10 is Elder Scrolls, or Skyrim, I should say. Okay, there you go. So Skyrim. And Skyrim was actually technically launched last year, so that's pretty damn good. Sure. Um, Late in the year. So, so you got like two real single-player single experiences. Mass Effect, RPG, mm -hmm. Skyrim, right. RPG. And I'm saying Mario Kart 7, that's got a heavy online element as well. So, Yes. So so really, 2 out of 10. So 20% of the top 10 games yeah. thus far this year. And that's just the, and we can really say that conclusively since it's December. Yeah, and that's just the U.S. Europe is very much the same, very similar, except swap out the Madden for FIFA. Honestly. That's, there you go. That's about all the difference. So... And so, so what we're saying is that the, the numbers show an eighty percent handle on the top on the top ten games being either very heavily multiplayer or at least marketed as multiplayer games so experiences. I, so I think that's some data that basically supports the theory that multiplayer games are the most popular. Therefore, yes. that's why there's a heavy concentration on them by the gaming industry right now. And by the way, that that list you're reading doesn't would not include games like what I just talked about, like Wars with Friends, you know, the kind oh, yeah. of popular games that are online that require multiple people to play. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think it really only even gets at a fraction of the market if that's possible. 
right? Uh, wait, what gets a fraction of the market? What the list you're you're actually oh, talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about really yeah. only gets a fraction of the populace that actually plays video games, like like um, Facebook type games, exactly, and uh, casual games, type casual games. phone type games, mobile. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe Angry Birds is the biggest example of a non multiplayer game that's really really popular on the phone, but uh... yeah. So here's let me let me let me jump into what I think about this because it, it, what got me thinking about it. So yes, there's some great single player experiences that I have enjoyed over the past year. One of them is Skyrim. Mm-hmm. You want which, to talk about that? Which yeah, if I'm being honest might just be my favorite game of all time. You heard it here first. Um, Secondly is Minecraft. Oh, yes. Now, if you take take Solitaire, which I spend most of my time on my mobile device, and any of you that follow me on Twitter, at It's the Commodore. um, (laughs) Oh, my God, he has the Twitters. I know, I have to mention that, because last time we talked so much about having Twitter, right? Um, if if any of you follow it, you know that I, I literally am not upgrading to my newest version of Android because I don't want to erase my Solitaire score. So if you take Solitaire out of the equation, the games that I've played the most have been Skyrim and Minecraft. Two very single-player focused games. But here's – so I would immediately th- think to myself, my goodness, this is nonsense. Single-player is just as popular now as it's ever been. And we all want a good single-player experience. And by the way, Bioshock Infinite is coming out in a matter of a few months. And oh my God, I love Bioshock and Tim Levine. And so single-player is still king. Yeah, because they took out the multiplayer on that, right? They did. Yeah. Partly because, and thank God they did, because I would much rather them release a great single-player game and then maybe add multiplayer in the future then I would make a multiplayer game that sucked balls and then they had to try to fix it over time. We've had this conversation before. (laughs) My point is, that got me thinking. But then I realized, Skyrim, if you take the universe, it's part of the Elder Scrolls universe, right? Mm -hmm. What is Bethesda working on right now? Their butts. No. They're working on an Elder Scrolls MMO, RPG. Yes. Look at Minecraft. Minecraft, the 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 single player experience par excellence. Every single Minecraft game you start now has the potential to be a multiplayer game. Oh yeah, you, that, that, just I, click multiplayer. I would argue, I would argue those are the more popular ways to play uh, is is Minecraft Online because if you spend fifty hours building a castle and collecting wood for sheep or whatever, you know, in your single player game. That's not as exciting as having a, war, a vibrant world with other people you can share it with. That's right. Something else. And at the end, oh, at the end of the day, I, I've, I had so much fun in Minecraft, right? Single player. But the most fun I've ever had in Minecraft was when we played multiplayer. Right, for a short and time. And you were, you were killing yourself down in a mine and screaming while I was busy <laughs> building us a, a dwelling that we could live in at night safely. That was fun. I don't know why Isn't we haven't fun? done that. Kind of, I, think, I think I'm just scared to drive, drop into that world again. No, we could, we could totally do it, and we're going to, folks. Now that every Minecraft game is a Minecraft game, or is a multiplayer Minecraft game, get ready, get ready, because we're gonna do some. We've been talking about some exciting stuff to do with Minecraft. Anyway, the point is, though, you you were gonna you were gonna make a point. I was, I, I, I was I, gonna I, say Dragon Quest Ten, the ultimate first player or one player experience is the Dragon mm-hmm. Quest series, 
and it, the the never changes much of anything series and what do they do they they release uh, an mmo essentially exactly uh, exactly it's funny so how, how closely our, our favorite ties that's exactly right and so my point is it got me thinking that even my favorite single player experiences are slowly being eaten up by multiplayer games final fantasy has two multiplayer games there you go I mean, granted, and they now, been granted, they weren't very successful in their. Well, eleven still got its fans. Eleven, not not so much. Fourteen. Fourteen is. I w- I almost say an unmitigated disaster, but it, it's a disaster. Like, did they officially apologize for that? I think they did. They did. I think they did actually apologize for Final Fantasy fourteen, um, which is good. Now, I wish they would apologize for every Final Fantasy since about ten. Anyway, they're going through a reboot of 14 right now, apparently. Yeah, well, bad news. Shade. <laughs> the point is, folks, I think it's probably only a matter of time. But, but, and, and, and I think here's here, let me put the exclamation point at the, at the end of my point, then I'll make you, I'll, or I'll let you make your own point, Rue. My, my thought is this the single player experience should be something we preserve. Because at the end of the day, I have a book. Of, it is. It's like the experiences that I count as the best games of all time will almost always be single player based Mm -hmm. because I love I think it's like a movie. You go and you experience it, whether you experience it with friends, whether you experience it by yourself, it should just be intrinsically great. But the single player experiences that we have should be preserved. They're wonderful, even if what's popular and even if what gets played most of the time happens to be sing- to be multiplayer, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact that Halo 4 has a campaign, and supposedly, by the way, it's the best campaign of all the Halos, you know, that's great because when I buy Halo 4, and it's only a matter of time, Christmas is coming. If any of you have any last-minute gift ideas. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Don't get me started on Game of Thrones. It doesn't come till March. <laughs> the point is... Um, Halo that would be a good uh, episode, by the way. Sorry, go ahead. Multiple. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that would be a good uh, topic, uh, Game of Thrones. Anyway, go ahead. Game of Thrones. We could talk about Game of Thrones all day long. So you, repeat what you said about Halo 4 just now. My point is, the, the fact, yes, it is great. A, a great multiplayer game. They built it in part because it's a great multiplayer game. They want college kids that don't do anything but play Madden and Halo to play it and buy it. I get that. I could care less. Because at the end of the day, what I really want is an awesome single-player experience. Yes. And like I said, I, I don't believe it's dead, I, obviously. It's died a bit. It's not the biggest game on the block, but there are still huge games that are essentially single-player experience. Assassin's Creed 3 just came out. People have been talking about that for a while. Yep. You, you have more... Um, cult classics so to speak there but the new ones coming out like xenoblade chronicles you know that gets all last story i also just picked up i don't know when i'm going to find the time to play these things but they're supposed to be awesome i Uh, I bought a bunch of games and i probably will never play them right but there are still great games out there and i think it's important that we don't let them get lost in the hoopla and that the the people that care about gaming as a hobby make sure to nurture these one player experiences when they do come out. Uh, it's a different market, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, do you think the games that are awesome multiplayer are the ones that are going to get the reverence? You mean like 20 years from now? 
Yeah. 20 years from now, um, are we going to say, wow, Black Ops was an awesome game? Well, I don't know because people still talk about Doom. People still talk about Golden. Doom was not a multiplayer game when it launched. Well, yeah, but it was. I don't know. I didn't play Doom when it launched. But. Uh, I, the, on my 386, and it moved like. <laughs> 10 frames a second. It was okay. awful. Okay, better example I actually know about. GoldenEye. People still talk Goldeneye. about how much fun it was to play multiplayer in GoldenEye, right? Yes, and that yeah, was a different kind of multiplayer. The regular game was really awesome too, but still. And it was very yeah, different. But see, I think that makes my point because the, the single player with GoldenEye is still the best licensed property I think I've ever played in my life. It was very, very good single player. It's a fantastic single player game. You don't even have to play multiplayer and you could enjoy the hell out of GoldenEye. How much does that happen nowadays? We'll Not find, often. We'll find out. I think people will talk. I think people will reminisce. People play a lot of time on these multiplayer games. They do. Uh, I mean, the first-person shooters and, and I guess Madden and so forth. I mean, they're, they're very popular, and I think people will be nostalgic about them in the future. So. Yes. And, yeah, I, I think that's true. And I think at the end of the day, look. It, there are some great multiplayer experiences, and we'll, we all love those. We treasure our memories. Just speaking of Rue, myself, um, Mario Kart 64, GoldenEye, you know, playing some of those games that are classics, lots of great memories. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, both you and I don't have either of those games as the best game ever made. True. And I think that's And I'm not point. even sure they would be top five. That's they might not point. even be top 10. Are any and purely reason... multiplayer okay. games anywhere in your top 10? Counter-Strike might get there. Really? But I would, I would of course, put Half-Life before I put Counter-Strike, so Half-Life's a single-player game. I, I, before we wrap up, Vulcan Assassin is a very good point. Besides mm -hmm. offering the services of his Minecraft server for Clan of the Grey Wolf, which we should talk which to is, about next. Which, yeah, well, by the way, make a note. Send me an email. Let's get this shit going. Uh, next. But he also asks, what about local multiplayer? Do you consider it dead? Local um, multiplayer is tough, man. The land parties of the, of, of the past are, are pretty much gone, guys. Depends on what you mean by local multiplayer, because I think Nintendo has been almost single-handedly keeping it alive the past, since the Wii launched. Ah, PC gaming, man. Look, I'm not the, talking about the, PC gaming. I'm talking about just people getting together and playing a game. Yeah, but that, I, I would still argue the LAN party is more at the heart of that even than the Wii is. Bah. Or not the Wii. What am I saying the Wii? The, 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 the DS. Bah. So, all right. So maybe, maybe not. My point is, so I think it's a great question, but I think it local multiplayer died for one reason and one reason alone. I don't think it's died. But go ahead. It's dead. But the reason it's dead is because That's the WAN is just as fast as the LAN now. So Speaking it used to be that the only reason you could play multiplayer on the LAN was because it's the only place you could have those speeds. But now True. you can connect to the internet and connect to the WAN just as much as you ever could with, a, with, with the old LAN parties. Which were fun. Unless somebody has, unless somebody has gigabit switches link, which I happen, I actually happen to have a gigabit switch in my. But anyway, it's a different story. I think okay, I don't participate, but I do believe land parties still exist in one form, in some forms. They you, do. No, that like I, I'm of legends and stuff I'm like that. You go to play, like you go to places like like the Escapist Expo, and you'll see like League of Legends, like whole. The Escapist Expo is not everybody's basement. That's but, not. But, but no, but that my my point is this: 
land parties are still very much a part of the culture. I'm not saying they're not. What I'm saying is they they are making they're keeping that 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 part of gaming alive more than the DS is. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I I argue that, but we don't have any okay. more time. But I have one more question for you. Go. WAN might be as fast as land now. Yeah. But is the WAN as fast as the Lin? As in Lin Sanity. No, nothing is as fast as Lin Sanity. Exactly. Which is why it's gone now and why you continue to keep mentioning it for no apparent reason. Anyway, that's a great segue into the third part of the show, which happens to be the question and answer section. So many great questions, by the way. I mean, this is just, this is, we've been doing this for a while now. And I don't think I've ever seen this many awesome questions before I even kick off the question and answer session. So that's great news. But folks, if you're looking to ask a question of us, could be about life, could be about video games, could be about Boxers the iPad Greece. Mini. Or the iPad Mini, that's what I meant. Could be about pretty much, could be about Linsanity. All you have to do Ask about Linsanity. Click my name there, you'll see it, Commodore 128. Right-click my name, click PM, and send me a question, and, and we will try our best to answer them. Rue, are you ready for questions? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Because the questions are coming. They're coming hard and fast. You're going to have to. You're going to have to be ready for some questions. Are they going to come? They are. They are flying in here. Are they going to come insanely fast? No, nothing oh. comes insanely fast. Right, Not well, even Jeremy Lin. Then go ahead. Then. All right, here we go. This is this is cool. So, uh, Clan of the Black Wolf asks a, a, a cool question. How Copyright. do you feel that yeah, Cot Gal? Is it Cot Gal or Cot Gua? Uh, I like Cot Gua, not Cot Gal. That's like, a new thing. Now that now that our logo is C O T G W, people are saying that, and I think it's Cot Gua. I think it's C O T G W. I think it's C O T G W as well. <laughs> I'm happy with that. How do you feel that the Wii U was released without the next Sony and Microsoft console being officially? Announced. How do I feel? Yeah, not released necessarily, but how do you, you know, what, what do you, what do you think that's going to do for Nintendo? Is I think the intended oh. question. I don't know. Do you it's, think it affects it? Do you think it's it's irrelevant? What do you think? It's interesting. Well, it's really hard to say because no one really knows what Microsoft and Sony are going to do next. Mm -hmm. We'll mm -hmm. find out more by E3, I'm sure. But of course, are they going to copy the, uh, or I'm sorry, borrow the, um, you know, tablet? playing experience um well they really already have i mean look at microsoft's smart glass that's Xbox. kind of half-assed copying it but yeah that's not really copying it because it kind of did come out before the wii u but that's a different story well it was announced like a year after though just saying yeah. um i don't know i think nintendo's off to a pretty good start with it uh i agree and it is something different they needed to do something different yes they're trying. I'll give them points for that, too. I mean, it's it's really hard to tell with just a slate of um, launch games. But there do seem to be some pretty good launch games. I'm enjoying, still enjoying Zombie U and Super Mario Brothers U. And uh, Nintendo Land's fun if I could ever get anyone to play it with me. But, you know, you should play it yeah. when you come and visit in uh, a week and a half. I agree. So so here's what I'll say. I'm not even a Nintendo fanboy, but I think the Wii U is, is a strong player. And I, I have considered it. I've considered it, um, you know, even with the experiences that I've seen. So yeah. if I'm not even a crazy, obsessed, frothing at the mouth fanboy like you are, then, you know, and I'm considering it, then, you know, 
It's got to be pretty good. And Sonic Rose says she's just eerily afraid of Nintendo becoming like Sega, essentially, with the Dreamcast. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, yeah, Nintendo had its uh, bad year or bad quarter or something. But uh, there are a lot of reasons for that. The DC had so many things stacked against it. And and I would argue that the the Dreamcast... That was only after like five years of bad steps by Sega. Exactly. Exactly. Now, not to say that Nintendo's made a, a whole host of great decisions, but the Wii was an unmitigated success. Can we just say that? Monetarily, yes. Monetarily. And is in terms of number of units. Oh, they yeah. sold so many units. They're going to be out there forever. I'm pretty if sure. If you look in 20 years, you're going to be able to find in-the-box, unpackaged Wiis. Because there were so many, so damn many of them that were released to the public. And mini Wiis. And well, I don't know about that. That could be a collector's item if they never release it anywhere but Canada. Moving on, Kaz the Gamer Guy. Do you think the success of Skyrim, a single player game, may single a shift in the possible revival in lengthy single player mode only titles like Ultima or Ogle, Ogre Battle series? I think you're probably more. Well, that's why I asked the question. question. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think it will, and I think it's great. Um, so I think Skyrim is a great single player experience. We've talked a lot about that, but there are a lot of other great single player only experiences to look forward to. Like I, you guys can't see it right now, but I am looking literally <laughs> at a poster I have on my wall of Booker DeWitt from, from Booker, infinite Booker T. From Washington. Bioshock infinite. No, not Booker T. Washington, oh. but, um, sky uh, from, <laughs> you got me so confused there. Skyrim, Skyrim, <laughs> infinite. wait for it. Bioshock Infinite. So Bioshock Infinite is a single-player only experience. I am so looking forward to it, and I think it's going to be one of the best games of the year because it is a wonderful single-player experience, and I think people will bring that back. Now, your question asked towards something like Ogre Battle, which is a fundamentally different experience than something like Bioshock Infinite, which is a real-time RTS, which is its whole other conversation in and of itself, you could have a whole other podcast just about real-time or RTS, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that experience holds the same kind of glitz and glamour that it did in the past. Although, there's a new Command & Conquer coming out, which I actually am looking forward to. So, my answer, short, is yes. I, I think it probably does herald some great days coming for single player. All right. I'll accept Fair that. enough. I'll take it. All right. So from a question that I have an expertise in, a question that now you will have expertise in, from future underscore days, my query is, thank you for posing it that way, what are your thoughts on Pikmin 3? Uh, have you ever played the Pikmin games? I played the Pikmin for GameCube and even then only very limited. Well, there were two for GameCube. I played the first Pikmin for GameCube. Okay, yeah. The, the second so one... The second yeah. one came out like later in the, its lifetime. It's pretty rare, actually, by this point. I never played that one. It's supposed to be good. The nope. first one, I really liked. Um, I mean, it's not like one of my favorite games, but I thought it was very interesting, and it's cute, and all this other stuff, too. Um, I'll probably pick it up eventually, not for full price. Okay. Uh, especially because a, a lot of the control scheme makes sense on the Wii, uh, the gamepad. Oh, yeah. See, to me, that just that that actually makes total sense. Yeah, but um, it's kind of like like I expect someone to half, I half expect someone to release a Lemmings hmm. for 
either Wii U or for tablets or something like that. I'm sure that there's been a thousand clones of it already and I'm just missing the boat. But it's because, the, the you know, and RTS is the same way, guys. Like, could you imagine Command & Conquer on the Wii U? It's, I think it would be awesome. That's true. Red alert. Exactly. Um, I would love that. I mean, they're still making imagine games. Imagine, you know, okay, these units go there and then you watch them. You know, these units go here. You have the whole battlefield, right? I mean, that would be amazing. And there's to a me. lot to, and that, that's that's why I like the Wii U. I think there's a lot of interesting ideas. Who knows if they'll get flushed out? But uh, people in general have very interesting ideas going on. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I have a question because okay, I, got, go ahead. I got sent a couple questions because people are confused. Um, right. <laughs> so I got one from Kefka. Yep. Uh, have you seen? Well, let me ask you this first. Have you seen the new official timeline from Nintendo for Zelda? Legend you of Zelda. The same question from Kafka, and I, oh, I yeah. have said it to you. I have read about it. Do I profess to have any kind of expertise in it? <laughs> no, I don't. So this is funny because this is one of those things. Um, I um, before we were even dating, I was explaining to my now wife uh, the the Legend of Zelda timeline. Because I had gotten the uh, collector's edition GameCube disc that had like several of the games on it, and she's like, "How are these all these games fit together?" I'm like, "Well, let me show you what the <laughs> current thoughts are on this whiteboard." Yes, let's let's just draw this up for you. And it worked. Um, okay. No, uh, but no, yeah. So like three universes breaking off at Ocarina of Time, with the NES SNES games being a part of the Dead Link timeline. I think it's interesting that they kind of picked up what was the general fan sense for the longest time that this wasn't just one straight timeline, but that was like multiple universes a la yep. Star Trek 2009. Um, yes. I accept it. I mean, it's fine. Um, I don't see what's wrong with that. Uh, Nintendo says it, it. They make it so. Yep. Uh, secondary question from Kafka. Planning on picking up Nino Kuni, which is a JRPG by level five on the is it xbox 360 and ps3 i'm not sure i like level five so i you know level i can't bad mount this too much it's pretty awesome uh i played a little bit at um at uh e3 and i yep. really I, th I, th I thought it was good the, the artwork is amazing as level five is prone to do um oh, cool ps3 only i'm definitely not picking it up because i don't have a ps3 uh no <laughs> although i might pick it up if it becomes infinitely hackable as people say it will Quite possibly. If I had a but, PS3, but I'd... all of you that are longtime followers know that very well. I, I will pick up a PS3 once I can once I can hack it and do whatever I want with it. If I had a PS3, I'd probably pick it up eventually when it got cheaper and it would sit and collect dust on the shelf next to Xeno, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles and Last Story and and uh, you'd actually write on the front of it with a with a sharpie, cheap ass Blu-ray player. Exactly. Yes. Right. All right, so uh, cool, good, good, good stuff there. I, I like that. Thank you, Kefka. Um, I'm going to ask a, a, a series of questions from Sonic Rose, and here's why: mm -hmm. because she stepped up to the plate and became one of our ops today. Yes. And thank you very much. Thank Sonic you Rose. for, yeah, thank you for 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 putting yourself out there like that. Um, you know, longtime follower and definitely worthy of the title. Questions from Sonic Rose. Number one, this is a Japanese. this is a rapid fire question. This is easy. Are there any good Christmas themed video games? No. Okay, I think yes. There's a great game called Jardinanes. Oh, Jardinanes! That is. You fun. must go get this. You must go get this today. J a r d i n a i n s. I'm going to go find that now. Go get Jardinanes. It's a fantastic 
Christmas-themed game. Number two, what about the death of the two-player games? I mean, go back to the old NES games, like the classic two-player games, like Super Mario Brothers or DuckTales, in which you have the, the first player plays, the second player plays, right? What do you think about those two-player games? I'm sorry, I was downloading Jarred Names. What'd you say? So the two-player games, like the old Super Mario Brothers, yeah, one player plays, oh, two player plays, right? Is that dead? Is that what we're really looking at? Ooh, wow! What was the last game I played that was like that? Isn't that a great question? That I love a that. Good question. That that's a, that's, might... a, that's a baller kind of question right there. That's that that's a that's that's a good one. That might well be dead because who wants to sit around and watch one person play? No, because well, but see, that's what, what I just argued for, didn't I? I mean, what I just said was that we love to make single-player games into multiplayer games that way because what you do in those games is essentially the same thing one player plays they die the next person plays the exact same game so why not just you all play with the same pool of lives yeah i mean as the uh commenters are saying there's still co-op games yeah there's plenty of those co-op is co-op is all over the place it's one of the reasons why it permeates absolutely but like a turn-based kind of thing well Man, I can't think of one lately that I've played. No, it it doesn't happen really. Interesting. Except for in maybe the arcade, but even that, not uh, there. What arcades really are there? Civ games, yeah, but Civ games aren't really uh, known no. for their multiplayer. I mean, they yeah, it exists, but no. All right, Dre Two D Two. I see what you did there. Have you guys been playing any board games or card games lately? Normally, the answer would be yes, but actually not lately. Um, I've been kind of too busy with everything. Uh, we did relaunch the entire website. I don't know if you noticed yeah, that. Yeah, there was that. Um, but, who? let's see. I'll give you a taste of what, what kind of stuff we have played in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. right here. Hold on. Oh, he's leaving. All right, we got some, uh, and we got some Settlers of Catan. Yep. Just the Catan. Yep. Uh, Race for the Galaxy. Did you ever play yep. this one with me? No. no. Didn't play Race for the Galaxy. It's, no. But it's similar to Puerto Rico, um, but in card-based format. That's a good one if you ever play. Gotcha. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, I got Agricola. Still Agricola. never played. Well, didn't we play? We tried to play that once. We tried to play it at PAX East at like one in the yeah. morning, but that's a terrible time time to try to learn how to play this. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. We were both dead tired. It was awful. We played this quite a bit. Uh, Battlestar Galactica, the board game. That's a great game. A lot of fun. Uh, and then this is one of my favorites of all time board games is Power Grid. We've also Power Grid is somewhere. awesome. It's very good. That's some of my favorites. Um, Any of the German board games. Oh, yeah. For, uh, uh, Friedman Freeze. He's good for, yes. for games. All right. Sheepish Penguin asks, do you think the next generation of single-player games will continue drifting to a more open-world style of gameplay, or do you see increased writer involvement resulting in more story-based gameplay? You should take that one. <laughs> you know, I think... Look at Super... Play Super Mario Brothers Wii and tell me that the co-op isn't fun. Oh, yeah. It's fun as hell. In fact, it's more fun than most games I've ever played multiplayer. I tend to think that just because multiplayer games are expanding doesn't mean that open world games are expanding. I think it's about the experience and it's always about, you guys know me, it's about fun, right? It's not about, you know, how it's revolutionizing this or that or the other thing. It's about, is it fun? If a game is fun, I will play it, period. 
The most fun game I've had playing co-op, other than Tribes Ascend, which is not an open world game either, is is Super Mario Brothers on the Wii because and and Super Mario Kart, which is just awesome. Right? Mario Kart's always great. I'm very. I'm it just, is. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, the eventual Mario Kart Wii U. I'm sure I'll get that, and, and of course, Smash Brothers Brawl, uh, not Brawl, but the next Smash Brothers. Here is a great question from Flashia. They and and Flashia, by the way, knows us well. What is your because both of our favorite games come from the Super Nintendo of all time, right? Favorite game. What is your favorite game that is not on the SNES? Your favorite game all time, not on the SNES. Oh, that's pretty easy, Civilization Four. And for me, I've already said it, it's Skyrim. Boom. For an additional challenge, favorite non-Nintendo game. Same. Same. <laughs> Same. Same uh, oh, I'll try something different. Let me think. Uh, if you want to go console only. Okay, that's yeah. harder. Um, oh, mine's still Skyrim, but yeah. Uh... Uh, GoldenEye is up there. I mean, that was on a Nintendo console. Does that count? Yeah, you're right. And it was published. It was published by Nintendo. Oh no, Civ Four with all the expansions. Xenogears is so heavy. Oh, it's like a. It's like eating a ball of lard. Yeah. Um, North and South is very good. GTA Vice City. Mmm, that's yeah. a lot of fun. That is one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, um, that's pretty darn good. Looking that's for, a that's a great one. You looking forward to GTA uh, 5? No. What? I'm serious, no. What? And the reason why is because I have not enjoyed a GTA since, since Vice, Vice City. City. I, I have not you, loved... But you didn't play San Andreas. I didn't. And part of part of the reason I didn't like San Andreas is because I knew I wasn't going to like the experience. You know, it's, it's, it's... Vice City gets right up to the line and it dances on it. It doesn't cross it. I throw up on it. San Andreas crosses the line for me. I just didn't find it a very wonderful experience. Um, and Dragon Quest VIII uh, is also very good. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. Um, Vulcan Assassin. Yes. And by the way, thank you to Vulcan Assassin for helping us in terms of testing the site. Oh, yes. And, and being a part of our... Uh, a relaunch you've been indispensable well, thank there, you well, there uh, there i mean yeah there's several people we should thank for that in general of course mark chan who, that's right uh also runs con bravo red mage thank red you mage so much straight. to you as well onion knight. Uh, onion knight fantastic work uh even dark light paladin who's been with us from the beginning and so, um, and of course and one of our mods in the uh forums there you go absolutely and, and so, sonic rose thank you all thank you so much yeah of course I, I, you know what I wonder? What happened to Estolia? I, I miss Estolia. I, don't know. I, I need to go send her an email. So anyway, I do to... think about you guys when you, when you, when you, you know, talk about the weekly ringer for a long time and then you leave. I do worry about you. I alone, worry about it if you're okay on the toilet. Uh, yeah, no, not on the toilet. I don't think about that at all. Oh, um, that's just me. Here we go. That's just you. What? You think about that? Huh? You think? Of, okay, Man. I'm not. Gonna, what? Anyway. Oh. Here we go. Elite scientist asks, "Hey, Commodore." Hey, lead scientist. Wait, did you this ask is... Vulcan Assassin's question? I think you just skipped his. No, I didn't. Yeah, did you I... did. You're like, and Vulcan Assassin, who I need to thank. Oh, I'm you. sorry. I, di- I I didn't skip it. I actually went back in time with that one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a great question, which I'm gonna I'm gonna ask that one in a minute. 
All right. Regarding, it, it's a very similar question. That's why I, that's why I fell for that trap. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You both asked a very similar question. Vulcan Assassin and Elite Scientist asked a very similar question. Regarding the Wii U and the touchscreen. Yes. And a single and single player games. Do you think point and click games like Monkey Island, Strong Bad, in other words, point and click adventure games, will have a better success on the Wii U than the current console generations? I think uh, there's more opportunity for it. Like uh, the the stuff Telltale has come out with lately, like uh, the Back to the Future game and so forth. I know that was. Do you think we'll see those free Wii U? Uh, well, maybe not those, but uh, if they come out well, with more. Well, I mean, do you think Telltale will publish for Wii U? I don't see why not. They've published for the consoles before, right? I mean, after the PC, but I don't see why not. I, I Yeah, I think that's one of those things that naturally would make more sense on the Wii U, so I don't know why they wouldn't. I would love... Hmm. Pushing up roses says no, which means she's wrong. I would love... To play Seventh Guest, one of my favorite games of all time. Seventh Guest is awesome. How awesome is Seventh Guest? It's awesome. It's very awesome. It's very awesome. All right. So if they if they release that, I am all over it. Thank you, Elite Scientist, and thank you, Vulcan Assassin. Wait, wait. What did you think about Eleventh Hour? I didn't play much into that. Yeah. Well, we bought it. Remember, we bought it. We, you and I, bought it at the same time. I bought it in the store, and then we brought it out to play on my forty-six laptop in our living room. You remember this? I yeah no I, I yes I remember that it took it took like we got three hours slowly, to install very, very little into yeah. it we had like three hours to install there it, everything was very dark and you had to use a flashlight uh huh so eleventh um, <laughs> hour was actually a lot of fun yeah but I, yeah as a kid the game was or the music was awesome. I didn't get into it nearly as much as I got into seventh guest seventh guest was accessible for everyone eleventh hour was clearly more of an adult themed game. Yes, but at least they told and, you what your the goal of your puzzles were. And I didn't, yeah, and I really couldn't get into that nearly as much as I got into Seventh Guest. Yeah. The story also was not nearly as engrossing. <laughs> the story true. was more of a soap opera than it was a kind of um, Agatha Christie novel. Yeah. So Eleventh Guest, Guest was good, but... Or, Eleventh Hour. Uh, sorry, Eleventh Hour was good, but really Seventh Guest is just a masterpiece that I think everyone yes. who is a real fan of uh, point-and-click should enjoy and i hear tell that they're actually working on a true sequel now although i think it's rob landeros which is the wrong part of that pair that should be working on it if it was going to be a good game because graham devine who no longer works for id software but um was one of the key designers on (laughs) wake three um and actually the halo multiplayer game uh the halo rts um if he was making a, a sequel, I would be very, very interested. But Rob Landerus, not so much. Mm. All right. Um, let's see. Here we go. The Smurf 89 oh, asks. So, hold on. No. Commander Beta first asks, does it hold up? Because a lot of other point-and-click games uh, kind of aged. Yeah, it, it does. totally it, aged. It, 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 but yeah. in a hilarious way. Anyway. In hilarious ways, but but I'll tell you this: Seventh Guest does not age in terms of concept. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's the presentation. It's more of the full motion. Seventh Guest is stuff. just as fun today as it ever was, no question about it. It looks a little dated because even the pre-rendered graphics don't look that great. Whereas in the day, back in the day, that was just stunning. But whatever, yeah, <laughs> it still plays really, really well. The Smurf eighty nine asks: You have talked about the longevity of game formats before. 
how long cartridges, DVD, Blu-ray can last before dying. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any words of wisdom about the longevity of SD card-based games, such as for the PlayStation Vita, the 3DS, those kinds of things? In other words, for mobile platforms. Right, right. Like SD cards, flash memory type stuff. Yeah, flash, mem- um, flash memory is what he's really asking. Yeah, it'll last longer than optical media, that's for sure. Uh, at least I think. Um, I'm trying to think. But it's... I think... the. Correct me if I'm wrong, flash memory is still relatively volatile. I mean, if given years. Um, it, not nearly as volatile as magnetic discs. Uh, in certain ways, yes. You're right. Only because of storage conditions. If you, steal, yes. if you store them at ideal conditions, I believe magnetic discs actually last longer. But the fact is no one lives in ideal conditions. And there's magnetic tape, too, which has been around for a very long time that, right. again, Just if you store it correctly, can yeah. last a while. Except last no for, one knows how to use those anymore. But anyway. You have the potential for bit flip, but yeah, you're right. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. No, that's what I was going to say. Is that, and that, that's something that, because you have these flash hard drive or I'm sorry, like solid state hard drives, which yeah. one of their benefits is really fast read and write access of course. it's almost random access memory rather than right but um wow. i don't know i have i think i haven't done a lot of research on this i think i've heard p- problems about corrupted sectors um on ssds yeah maybe at least certain ones i'm not up on it to be honest i i need to be because that's probably going to be my next purchase for my pc but i'm certain it's better than optical media i'll say that oh i'm sure i'm sure but it is but that's probably it's probably cds are you ever you ever realize how bad cds are a joke now not as, like not as good as cartridges i put in cds that are like three years old and they skip like crazy like it's just it's like yeah. what the hell you know how do we ever get by with this anyway <laughs> good questions, good stuff. And then, you know, maybe maybe another question for another time. There's, the Beer Ninja. Folks, questions are coming guest. in fast and furious here, right? I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Like, there's a lot of stuff. And we've already been going normally longer than we normally do. But given the fact that we talked to no one for at least five minutes, we're given a little bit of extra time. We'll keep going. Maybe this is a part of our new little, you know, website relaunch. We can keep going for a little bit longer just for this one podcast, just to pay little, the people you know, off for waiting website relaunch we, while we rebooted the website. It's, it's the information overload hour. It's the information overload hour. Wow. Way to, way to copy a very popular show. <laughs> the Beer Ninja asks, would you rather be able to throw fireballs, dragon punches, or hurricane kicks? Fireballs. Um, projectile. Come on, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with fireballs as well. That's just too sweet. That's awesome. Also, and here's the most important question from the Beer Ninja. Can I donate to the charity drive, to the charity marathon, using a debit card? I believe you can. We are going again with Razu. So, hey, this is a great time to talk about our charity marathon. Let's do that. Which is coming up in a week and a half. Really, Did We have the commercial days. like last time? That was cool. I can put that up. Well, it's not really a commercial. It's more of a teaser. Um, well, it's okay. It's a, it's a, it's a commercial. Like we're not making money off it, I guess. So yes, it's 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 yeah. Uh, do I have it handy? It's on the website, or it's on. Okay, the it's YouTube on the website. Channel. Eh, it's on the website. Check out the check out the website and watch the video. It's 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 highly entertaining. Anyway, so it, continue. It's a sixty-hour Super Nintendo Marathon for the V Foundation for Cancer Research. Uh, basically, and so it's starting at noon on uh, on Eastern Time on uh, December fourteenth, Friday, December fourteenth, and lasting throughout the whole weekend. 
ending at the stroke of midnight on Monday morning, the 17th. And uh, our goal this year is $20,000, because last year we did 10000 so why not try for more? Because we're crazy. So Because uh, we're absolutely, positively nuts. So you need to tell everyone you know, because this number is insane. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the speed game. $20,000, folks. I, did, I didn't realize this, but the speed gamers are also having a marathon that weekend. Oh, shit. Screw them. They No, I'm, I'm just kidding. No, awesome. don't screw them. They're awesome. I'm sure they're uh, wonderful. You can donate like a few bucks their way and then donate yeah. a thousand our way. And it's fine. Thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, And besides, we're going to be much more fun because you can do all kinds of cool things. Like yes. if you made 50 bucks, what do they get? Uh, so well, let me go through the um, the things. Hold on. Let me, pick, let me pull it up. There, there, if you donate certain levels, stuff happens. Let me put it that way. St- stuff happens. Yeah. So there's uh, – if you donate any amount, any amount – um, you will be entered into daily drawings for uh, $20 uh, cards for the Wii, like Wii points or whatever they call it, Xbox Live or PlayStation Network cards. And it'll be your choice. So if you only own a PS3 and you win the drawing, you can say, I want a PS3 network or PlayStation Network card. And we'll be like, sweet, there you go. There um, you go. It's yours. You can also win. Hold on. Let me get my game here out of the way. Oh, also... God. He's, he's leaving again. No, hold on. I'm showing off things. We have all sorts of really interesting um, prizes just for anyone. If you, anyone who donates, there's drawings. And you can- drawings, man. We're, we're getting those drawings going. So if you put in a uh, – now, what is the minimum donation? Uh, I believe Razu's minimum donation is $10. That's just how so set for, it up. So for 10 American dollars, you actually get yourself into a drawing where you could win several crazy prizes. And uh, so I, a good friend uh, – who uh, from for a while who actually won the grand prize last year uh, for donating a lot of money during the marathon has yes. donated um, Perler art, which uh, we will also be giving away some really cool video game Perler art. That is uh, fantastic. Here we have a series of Mega Man uh, Perlers. These are pretty awesome. We love, uh, dude. I love that. I- I'm I'm gonna have to donate to get in the pool for that. That's fantastic. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, so. Here, here's the point, folks. I'm not even done. You, you keep talking. I'm showing off. No, I mean there, there's there's all kinds of uh, there's all kinds of stuff we can show people, but we want to save some for the marathon too. But here, needless to say, you're going to be put into a drawing if you donate ten dollars to be able to get several of these wonderful prizes. You get automatically entered. We're going to do the same kind of thing we did during the CDI marathon last year, which is we're going to have lots of different points in time where you guys can donate to get us to play certain games. You want us to play a game? You pony up the cash, and guess what? We're gonna right. play the game. Right, and so that's the next part. Is that okay? So the different levels. If you you can go to clanofthegraywolf.com and look at all this right now. If you donate you fifty should. bucks, if you donate fifty bucks at least, you will uh, be entered into the drawings, and you'll yep, also get an exclusive. Last year we had one hundred and twenty-eight megabyte flash drives. For that's so who old school, though. That's, that's so that's come old on. That's so old and school. Crappy. All right. Here's no one uses get. those. If you donate 50 bucks, you are guaranteed you will definitely get an official exclusive to this marathon. Exclusive to clanofthegraywolf.com. 128 megabyte micro SD card. Now that is new school. It's the future. I can use that. I can use that in my Wii. That is awesome. But I can't use it in my Wii Mini in Canada. No, you can't. Can't do that. You can't. 
but uh, you can store like a few songs. It'll be great. Take it with you on your Walkman. And um, literally a few songs, only a few. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Don't try to pack it in. Mailbag will give two hundred dollars if I shave my head. I'll give two hundred dollars for me not to shave my head. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, there we go. Now we have we have two hundred more dollars, folks. Thank you very much. If you donate seventy five dollars, you'll get the micro SD card. You'll be entered in drawings. Plus, you get to choose any Super Nintendo game for us to play. I have quite a collection here. If we, if I don't have it, I'll get it and we'll play it. Um, and we will make it entertaining. Right. Uh, so if you want us to play, even if we're horribly horribly bad at it, if you want us to play, if you say. Hey guys, play NCAA basketball. We'll do it. I'll do it. You can see us playing in in the fourth dimension yep. on, on a plane. <laughs> Have you ever played NCAA basketball? That's kind of bad, actually. But anyway, yeah. If you donate a hundred dollars, how much do you have to donate to get us to dance? Uh, that's 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 up for debate. That depends on how desperate we get in hitting our twenty thousand dollar mark. We we can uh, we can uh, go back and forth on that. It's it's going to start at a steep steep price. So here's the really awesome thing. But I it's com- going to probably come down. I've completely yep. hijacked the Q and A for this, but that's okay. This is important. yeah, you have. That's right. It's important. Uh, if you're doing a hundred dollars, yep. you'll get the micro SD card. You'll be entered in drawings. You'll pick a game for us to play. And here's, and here's the bonus for that: you pick a game for us to play, and you give us a challenge. A time-based challenge. Challenge. No longer than 20 minutes, please, because we can't spend three days playing one challenge. Right. You give us... Uh, like, like beating Chrono Cross or right. Chrono Trigger on, uh, with one real, list. Yeah. Playing Beating Chrono Cross on the SNES would be very hard. It would be very hard. It's, in fact, impossible. How much would you have to pay for us to play Shaq Fu? 75 bucks minimum. There you go. <laughs> we will play Shaq Fu. We will, I totally. will Shaq Fu the foo out of you if you donate 75 bucks. So, uh, and so you give us this challenge. For example, hey guys, I'm donating for you to play Actraiser. And I want to see if you can beat the first level in three minutes. All right. Now let's say hard, we, actually. we don't beat it in three minutes after that after that's happened. What happens then? If we don't beat it? Yeah, we don't beat it. We nothing. don't make it. We, we look like fools. Uh, we, we look like complete idiots yes. online. But, now what happens if we do beat it? Yes, if we do make it. Then our good, good pals from VideoGameAuctions.com, and I think Akira VGA might be in the chat right now, will Indeed. donate 25 extra dollars to the, to the cause for every challenge we beat. Folks, so, that is 25% of an uplift. And he's there right there. Everyone is so Big great round of applause. In, the, in the CDI Marathon last year. And, and, and oh, for them to huge. be giving this extra bonus for any challenge we beat. Super awesome. Any of you that are out there that didn't get a chance to see the CDI Marathon last year, you missed out. This is really a very, very fun time for us and for you. We invite you to come down. We invite you to donate money, but we invite you to stay. Even after you donate, hang around. You have a lot of fun. It's going to be a great, good old-fashioned Nostalgia-thon <laughs> is what I'm really thinking. Here. It's oh, gonna, okay. It's going to be a celebration of nostalgia from the 90s. If you were alive at that particular point in time, and let's face it, how many of you were not, you're going to have a lot of enjoyment here. A lot of memes come out of this, some of the things you might not even understand from this podcast. Maybe this is the first time you ever watched this podcast. You have no idea what the hell we're talking about in a lot of cases. A lot of those originated from the marathon that will undoubtedly happen again this year. It's a Folks, playing video games at 3 o'clock in the morning is not fun. 
But if you can do it with, with lots of with hundreds of your friends at the same time and they are making fun of you while you suck so bad and helping you stay awake, then it becomes a lot more fun. And we found that time and time again last year. Please be a part of this. It's, it's a very, very important part of what we do. I, I didn't even get to the biggest thing. Or, What's the or, biggest or, thing? Or the biggest are you level. Kidding me? Yeah, there's are you no, kidding there's me? another level. Unbelievable. If you are crazy and you donate $150 to the V Foundation for Cancer Research, which, by the way, is a four-star charity on, on charitynavigator.org. Uh, very close to our hearts. Which is awesome. Uh, top, top of the top. You'll get all those above perks. You'll make the challenge. You'll be entered in things. You'll get the SD card, blah, 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 blah. Plus, I will personally send you a Super Nintendo game from my collection. Unbelievable. It might be in a box. It might, who knows? It might be complete in box. Or probably not, but it might be. And it might be rare-ish. It could even be signed if you want it to be signed. If you want me to wreck the value by signing it, that's fine. Regardless. If you want us to do a dance with it. We might dance with that. We might even dance with it. But and, you have um, to be able to, to pony up. And hey, we just got a donation. We just got a donation because people are freaking awesome. Yes. That's how awesome people I are. I want to thank Ryan for his very generous $100 Thank you, donation. Ryan. So Folks, already we got a big number. You see it's going to be very exciting. We need your help. Yep. We need you, to, we need you to, to show up from the 14th through the 17th. We need you to be there. Mm -hmm. We need you to be ready to rock and roll. We need you to be supportive. But what we really need is for you to tell every single human being you come in contact with <laughs> from now until that date. Because if you don't do that, folks, we are facing such a big freaking number here. Don't make us look like idiots. <laughs> Help us. Unless we're losing challenges. Unless we're losing, unless we're losing challenges, in which case we are happy to look like morons playing Super Star Wars and dying every five seconds. If that's what it takes to raise money for charity, we're not below that. Mm -hmm. But you have to tell everyone you know, please post it on Reddit. I don't care what you have to do. Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Your mother, <laughs> what? your father. What would you say? Tell them. We need them to know because we really, really, really need to get this thing done. That's the big commercial for the marathon. You need to know any more? Go to the website, clanofthegraywolf.com. Check us out. Find out what you need to know. Get there. 14th at noon, the 14th of December at noon, all the way through midnight, the zero hour of Monday morning, the 17th. Be there. Be square. 20 grand. That's 60 hours. Clan of the Grey Wolf. Yep, and uh, yep, and don't you, you don't don't I urge you even if you're gonna donate, don't wait. Be like our friend Mr. Beer Ninja, who uh, has just donated, and he's gonna make his make that challenge for us. That gives us time to get these games for you. So that uh, also gives me time to figure out that I don't suck at whatever game that they might recommend that we play. Polykarma says that they'll donate two hundred dollars to see my wife play Super Metroid for twenty minutes. I think done. Yeah, done. If you do that, done. I, I'll, I will force her to play a video game. Through, we'll play whatever video game you want for that price. You win, sir, or madam, or madam. <laughs> Don't mean to be sexist. Anyway, but so yeah. Right. Well, you'll, there'll be more information on the YouTube channel and clanofthegreywolf.com in the coming week or so. Just uh, to you know, lay everything out similar in the way we just did, but in a much more condensed format. Do you know what time it is? Time to go home. Time for the lightning round. Oh, lightning round. Go. We've got a lot of questions to answer, and we don't have a lot of time. So here we go. Cad New asks, is single player really dying, or is multiplayer co-op online growing much faster? Great question. 
the latter. Yep, I agree. I think it's just that things are growing a lot faster in the multiplayer realm. Zombie Gadget asks, what are your favorite Android games? Didn't we get this question last week? Angry Birds. And oh, you know what my favorite is? Really? Solitaire. I played more Solitaire than anything else on Android U. I liked Angry Birds better when it was called Crush the Castle. Um, I'm going to bring this up again. Let me look. Uh, Rapid I, fire. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beep I'm, you out of this. I know this is supposed to be a lightning round, but... Um, Hey, you know what's a lot of fun in a weird way is, uh, um, well, Plants vs. Zombies is good, sure. Uh, uh, Cut uh, the Rope. Cut the Rope's great. Cut the Rope's great. I just picked up World of Goo. That's pretty interesting. Awesome. Quell. Q-U-E-L-L is a good puzzle game and very calming if you've never played that. Uh, I had fun with Peggle for a while. Uh, but, but, yep. but, 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 uh, no. Oh, Game Dev Story. It's by some weird company in japan but it's 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 a cute little game where it's like uh you run a game company and you release consoles anyway it's cheap you should pick that up it's all right so the bow tie guy asks what do you think of all the remakes and hd remixes of late you know what my response is to that just wait until you see this week's Kyrie. weekly which is actually recorded but not yet posted Ooh. because of this wonderful podcast so it will be coming don't worry. The Weekly Ringer has not disappeared just because we rebooted the website. It's very much going on. <laughs> Your turn. Red Mage says Kyrosoft. That's the game dev story people. Uh, I like it. I like HD remixes or, and so forth. You know, it's why not? Because let's be honest. A lot of these old games look like butt on new TVs. I'm just going to yep. say that. Sometimes they, do. they need the upgrade. So. They need the upgrade. Or at least they need what I have on my Xbox, which is a filter in the... Um, in the uh, rendering department that makes them look that good. Um, here is an awesome question. This is this is unbelievable. This is this goes to show the intelligence of our audience, which is just bespeaks your 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 wonderful creativity and uh, intelligence audience. Here's a question from Pushing Up Roses. No, she's terrible. Is it a she? I'm sorry. <laughs> it? When PC gaming My came question. alive in the '80s, it, it seemed very genderless. Couldn't agree more. Definitely was. Do you think there was a big change regarding marketing for video game consoles like the NES and Genesis as commercials started depicting consoles that became after the computer like being played by young, nerdy boys? I think the NES was um, more <laughs> marketed toward kids of all kinds, I believe. Yeah. yeah I think I, I blame Sega. Because I do they definitely Sega. seem to market more toward the young male. And not even that, but the kind of... They wanted the kind of pubescent and prepubescent, you know, I want to blow things up kind of male. Right. Right. Like being a manly man, don't play those kiddie games kind of stuff. Right. Not just, yeah. you know, so it wasn't just kind of like genderless but i i think that did change things but i think what exacerbated the issue is when video games that spread that permeated to almost every kind those people that grew up with those kind of advertisements also now make games and they make games that in my mind are very much dominated by prepubescent male dominated views of the world so at that point you can't blame sega you got to blame people for perpetuating that ideology. Flint Steel 7 asks, when's the next Weekly Ringer coming out? 
almost immediately following this podcast. Boom. LED Naruto, because it's already, it's already done, pretty much. LED Naruto asks, how do you feel Nintendo's direction with the recent cur- Oh, gosh, I totally butchered that. Let me start over. LED Naruto asks, how do you feel Nintendo's direction with the recent Nintendo is going? Uh, in other words, do you believe in the direction of Nintendo? It is un- unknown quite yet. But it's something different, and I think that's what they need to do. I don't know if it'll bear fruit, but it's interesting. Psychopather, another long time. Been with us since the beginning. Thank you so much, Psychopather, for being a follower of the Clan of the Grey Wolf. Psychopather. Asks, are you going to MAGFest? Okay, done. That is a yes. I will be, you are not, correct? Yeah, uh, yeah probably. MAGFest is not so much your bag. Not uh, my bag. But we, we, we Not are, my bag, baby. I'll be going with the vast majority of RetroWare TV, and it'll be super fun. Uh, but both of us are going to PAX East, as we always do. So hopefully Feel you will also asks, be there. Who is your favorite fighting game character? That's a great question. Come on. I don't play a lot of fighting games. I di- he didn't ask, do you play a lot of fi- fighting games? He asked you, who is your favorite fighting game character? Answer the question. Ness. Oh, that's such a Super Smash Brothers. That's the fight. Such game. a cop out, God! <laughs> I just hate you for that answer. I just I don't even know what else to say. That's just, I win. That's a cop out. I win. Um, I won the episode. Sub Zero. What the hell was that all about? Yes. Um. Let's see. Fire. I lost my place. I'm sorry. Okay. Um. Is the problem okay? Sorry, me m h e e one twenty three. Is the problem with single player experiences the bad writing, or AKA would better writing be able to save the single player experience? What do you think? I don't know. I think there's good writing in general, or well, maybe not in general, but there is good writing. Um, yeah. probably the latter more. I couldn't agree more. I, you know, I, I, but I'm not, I'm not sure it's about writing. There are great, great multiplayer games with in-depth stories. It just tends to not be really reported that way. Minecraft. Yeah, play the single player to kind of get these. Nah, that's kind of an emergent story, which is a very emergent gameplay, which is a phenomenon that a lot of people talk about now, but no one really knows what it means. Blah. Zero Flame 16, do you and Rue have video games from your childhood that when you play them today, you still have the same feeling for the game that you did as a kid? Uh, That's a tough question, man. It is. It's hard to capture that exact feeling. Yeah. So is that a no? Uh, there are certain ones that I haven't played to death. Like It's hard to get that exactly with Super Mario Brothers because it's just been played so much. I'm going to go ahead and say no, because I don't think you can ever really capture a particular moment in your life ever again. Even if a game is wonderful, like the original Civilization, it will never be as wonderful as it was in the days that we sat down in your living room and played, which you will hear about if you watch the video game marathon. Yeah. All right. Um, Superior Tastes asked, do you think casual gaming might be a fad? No. I don't think so either. Maybe in its current form, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's here to stay, and I think it's only going to get bigger. Um, Cherub Down what's, asks, what's both of your favorite obscure video games of all time, any era? 
Ooh, we gotta get super obscure, huh? I've already said mine. Seventh guest. That's not that obscure. That was like. It's not that obscure. I think everyone that knows video games knows Seventh Guest. Um, so it's for people that are in the know, they know it. But that's but that doesn't mean it's not obscure. Um, what else? Mm. That's a great question. I mean, there's there's several I could pick. Um, What's the most obscure? That you really, really, really enjoy. That you North just and South. Love. North and South is pretty darn obscure. North versus South is a great game. Terra Nigma is very obscure. It's like, but that uh, that almost doesn't count because it was never released here. Here's a good one. Good, good. Flying Warriors for the NES. Oh, great game. That is good, actually. Great game. Terra Nigma is uh, very good. Psychonauts. I don't know. Psychonauts is like Earthbound. It's almost reached a cult status. Yeah, that's not. I wouldn't say that's obscure. Like, I wouldn't, Again, I everyone that knows it. video gaming knows that game because it's so important. I wouldn't even call Earthbound obscure by this point. No, I agree. Um, sure. Anyway, Kefka asks, hey, what do you think of The Hobbit being split into three movies? <gasps> Great question. Unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. It's The okay. Hobbit. It doesn't need to it's be a the, trilogy. Maybe two movies. Maybe. Well, listen, these are the same people that made... The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but those were good. And also, I'm going to take on Psychopath or North and South and Magfest. Okay, cool. Perfect. <laughs> a, a tremendously large volume of books. Lots of pages. Into, into films. And now they're going to have to make three Hobbits? I, I just, I don't get that. Three Hobbits is it's too much. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. CJ Mario. Oh, sorry. CJ Mario Mine Sonic. Interesting name. Asks, what's the most rare game both of you own? I think anybody that's seen any of your videos knows that answer for you. Yeah, it's the earthbound prototype for NES. I don't I'm not really a video game collector myself. Um I have a lot of games that are obscure that no one probably like I have like Scooby Doo for the NES. That's not probably worth anything, but it's very obscure. <laughs> very few people own that, right? But I own it. If you, I'm I gonna know, go. It, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm just gonna go with that. And, and there's other. I mean, if you don't want to count prototypes, which is almost unfair, then there's other. There's two other ways you can break that down: most valuable or rarest. Yep. Because if you go by most valuable, that might be Earthbound because it's crazy expensive. But it's not especially rare. It's uncommon, not rare. Right. Right. Uh, I also have um, Mega Man X3 which I bought as a kid, which apparently yep. is super rare, which I did not expect to happen. Okay. Um, yep. That that one sticks out in my mind. All right. Go ahead. Mr. Kettleman. And by the way, thank you, Mr. Kettleman, for being with us for so long. Mr. Kettleman, is Rue asks, is Rue returning to Com Bravo? Sub-question. And if he is, is the Commodore, ding, ding, coming along? You want to answer that? So I think it's no doubt that you're going back to Con Bravo this year. It was a ton of fun. Um, I am actually a lot closer to Con Bravo now. And so I think it will be a lot easier for me to get away. That being said, it is at the worst possible part of the year for me professionally. So it's very difficult for me to get away at that particular point in time. I will try. No promises. Okay. Um, but we have both been invited for the, for the record. Okay. Here's, here's a really cool question from Flashia. 
which is a you know a little bit easier than the last question. I want to get into that. I wanted to get into stuff like Dungeons and Dragons and Magic: The Gathering. How slash where do I start? Oh my goodness, that's an easy question. It's not an easy question. I said it's an awesome question. Oh, that is an awesome question. That's almost um a topic. It's a great topic. In fact, why don't we go ahead and, and commit to doing that in a future episode? Do you want to do that? Let's do that. Because we haven't done D and D as a podcast in a while. Let's do that. Okay. I like that. I That's agree. cool. All right. Last question. You ready for this? Yes. Lightwave asks, have you ever played or heard of Dark Cloud? I'm asking this. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you just as, as without knowing what I already know. Have you ever played or heard of Dark Cloud or its sequel, Dark Cloud 2 for the PS2? Have you? If you ask a yes or no question, you get a yes or no answer. I should know that very well. And the answer is Yes. And I assume that you want us to answer that in more than just yes or no fashion. So I'm going to keep going, which is that Dark Cloud is an awesome game. Yes. Dark Cloud 2 is even better. And both of them are classics for the PlayStation 2. If you have not played those games and you own a PlayStation 2, shame on you. You must play them. They are awesome. Now, um, are they as good as Legend of Zelda? No. No. But no. they're similar. But they're very, very good. And, and level 5... Um who made Dark Cloud and Dark Cloud 2 and then later on went on to do Dragon Quest 8, Dragon Quest 9, Nino Kuni, uh the Professor Layton games. Uh just really uh successful development house in Japan. Uh this was their first game, Dark Cloud, and it wasn't a launch game for the PS2, but it was darn near close and for the longest time was pretty much the only worthwhile game on the system at least for it me it really it really really was there was a lot really of crap really well you could always PS2. play crazy taxi well that wasn't a launch game was it uh it was it was damn close yeah i mean it was fun but it's not cuz it came out for the dc i think and then it was slowly oh, yeah, definitely playstation 2 yeah although there was um hold on there was also the near you remember Shadow of Destiny? Hey, here's a rare game. Here, here's an obscure game for you. That, <laughs> I remember playing this at your house. I actually like this. Shadow um, of Destiny. This is this is like a uh, point-and-click adventure, actually, yep. with uh, you know pretty bad acting. But I thought it was interesting because it's like you are murdered. That's how the game starts, and then you have this power to keep going back in time to try to solve your murder. Come pretty on. cool concept now. Yeah, that's not bad. That, that That's pretty interesting. Yeah, good. Look, look into that. Right. you got a PS2 and you have some extra time. I'm sure it's cheap. Yeah, so we've taken a lot more time than we've ever taken before. We hope you don't mind. But we're, I, I got one more question because I have to pay homage to DTX180 for being such a wonderful and loyal viewer of the Weekly Ringer. So thank you, DTX180. Got to tell you, here's a great question. Very simple. Should be easy to answer. Mega Man NES? Or Mega Man X series. That could have been a weekly ringer right there, folks. But go ahead. Answer that one. We're not talking about the first game. We're talking about the series. Mega Man NES or Mega Man X series. <sighs> I don't give anyone in the weekly ringer context, nor should I give it to you. This should be an easy question. Freaking I, think know, it I know it should be easy. The gameplay on X is so much better. It but... is so much better. But I personally have better connotations with like Mega Man uh, two and three. So of course you do, which is why the NES is better. Which is why we would both answer NES. Mm. Done. Yuki Chan's Papa. 
Well, you could chance Papa. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I, I hear I hear you write the mean tune. Yes. Anyway, folks, thanks so much for being a part of the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. We hope you've enjoyed this week. I know I have. Did you enjoy yourself this this, this week, Rue? Yes, I did. Are you lying? No. Are you lying to the people? No. You shouldn't lie to the people. I wouldn't do that. All right, folks, we've had a great time. Hope you have, too. Thanks for being a part of the Clan of the Gray Wolf, and thank you for watching. And by the way, if we haven't said it enough already, please... Please watch the marathon between December 14th and December 17th, live 24-7, clanofthegraywolf.com. Check us out. We're going to be playing SNES, and you need to be a part of it. Please be a part of it. So thank you for watching the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. As always, for Rue, I am the Commodore. Ding, ding. And there is no reset button. Doctor, I am feeling so sick. It's okay. Take three of these and call me in the morning. I don't even know what that noise was. <laughs>